0: And welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. I hope you all had a wonderful Christmas. Hope you enjoyed your time off. Hope you enjoyed time with your family. Hope you got to rest and eat some good food and fellowship with friends and family As We had a great time. I had a great weekend, great family time on Friday, incredible Christmas. We actually enjoyed some fairly cool weather the other morning. I woke up and it was like 44, 45 outside, which is pretty cold for Florida. (laughs) Do you remember, Florida is very, very humid. I mean, we're one side away from being an island. So the humidity down here is very heavy. So when you start getting down in the 30s and 40s, a lot of people up north or from western states go, that's that's." That's baby temperature. You know I mean? We're wearing t shirts and shorts out in 40 degrees in Montana. The thing about it is, it's funny when people come down here from colder states and all of a sudden they go outside when it's 35, 40 degrees in Florida and they go, Golly, it gets cold down here. I said, Yeah. I said, Because we're still at like 70% humidity at 35 degrees. I said, So it's like walking around with ice. And uh, so that's just what it is down here in Florida. But we had a great time. Something I saw this morning, Dad sent me as well, um, very, very troubling and I think irritating for pretty much the entire American populace. As you know, we are still planning to go up to the rally in D.C. next week. Um, After this morning, I'm going to continue to watch and see what happens with this and see if this rally is going to still continue. um, From the feedback that I've seen and heard vast majority of Americans and Trump supporters are grossly disappointed with what Trump did this morning. If you did not see it, he essentially signed the unbelievably bloated, pork-infested bill that literally gave hundreds of billions of dollars away to other countries all around the world and the American populace. If if you made less than $75,000 a year, you're getting a $600 check and he said he's asking Congress to go back to the drawing board and figure out how now to provide $2,000 checks in the future, which, as we just saw from this bill, which it was so troubling to me, it blew my mind, we already know the next bill is going to be the exact same thing. And what's funny now is, why why is there even a cap on the stimulus bill? I mean, heck, if we're going this level, why don't we just pull the whole steady income card all right, everybody just gets, you know, five, ten thousand dollars a month now. I mean that's what these bills are at. When you start talking about a trillion dollars and nine hundred billion dollars, if you did the math on this, for the individuals that made less than seven thousand dollars or seventy five thousand dollars, it's like I think a six or seven thousand dollar check if you actually applied that money to them instead of giving it to all these other countries. So if that's the rate we're going, when well, they start handing people, you know, six thousand dollar checks every couple months. I mean that's that's where we're headed for this. But see again The peasants don't deserve the money. That's why illegal immigrants are getting like $1,800. Egypt's getting $1.2 billion. Congress, I think, voted themselves another raise again out of this. And the carousel goes on and on and on. The continued push for the globalist control and the financial takeover of the country continues to go forward. So... Again, and I saw some, some comments on this. Some people where they go, oh, you don't understand. You have to trust the plan with Trump. He's got something up his sleeve again. If I hear that one more time, I'm going to smack somebody in the face. I'm be honest with you. I'm going to tell you that right now. I am so overhearing that mantra, that hoorah, hoorah propaganda for the last four years. Oh, there's something. As far as what I'm seeing right now, we just allowed a complete and total overthrow of over our United States Republic. We just watched the complete and total violation of almost every single voting act and voting right in this country. And we're pretty much watching the smoke and mirrors trend of saying, oh, we're going to do something. We got the Kraken. Release the crack and We're going to do something big. You know what? I don't even know if this is headed anymore. But that's what we're seeing happen right now. And again, as they continue to push the narrative, the COVID Narrative is still alive and well. And we saw an article yesterday that is very, very, uh, from LifeSite News. Get your attention real fast. A study of almost 10 million people. This is out of Wuhan, China. They found a study of 10 million people found that asymptomatic spread of COVID did not occur at all, thus undermining the need for lockdowns, which were built on the premise of the virus being spread by infectious very, very infectious, disgusting, asymptomatic people. The study was published in Nature Communications, and the paper was compiled by 19 scientists who basically are scientific institutions across China as well as the UK and Australia, and they found that residents, ground zero for COVID, where 9.8 million people took part in a screening program between May 4th and June 1st, which provided clear results as the possibility of asymptomatic transmission of the virus. They went on to say, they found out, that they nearly 10 million people in the study, 300 asymptomatic cases were found, contact tracing was carried out, and there was not a single transmission of COVID 19 to any person that was asymptomatic. A total of 1,174 close contacts of the asymptomatic positive cases were traced and tested and continued to test negative for COVID 19. This right here should put everybody's ears up in the air and take off the stinking mask the more research that comes out the more it is troubling to me that people will not stand up for their rights and stop wearing these stinking muzzles on their face this is something right now that you got to get out in the open get this article posted we've sent it out all over the place continue to spread the word and the truth of what's really going on Deb.
1: you know austin if a person's infected with COVID, or if they have a cold, or if they have the flu, or they have any type of other contagious disease, they need to stay at home. Yeah. They need to stay at home. They need to self-quarantine. They need to self-isolate. They don't need to go out in public. They don't need to go to work. They don't need to be going out and touching stuff and sneezing on people. It's typical just personal hygiene, what we're talking about here. And now we know that this, this asymptomatic transmission doesn't occur it's because – the person who's asymptomatic doesn't have COVID. They've got some type of viral particle in them that the stupid test is checking and is saying it's positive. I mean, they were testing different types of fruit, different types of compounds, you know, that were basically in that innate, and they were basically finding uh, testing positive. It's, it's a completely and totally bogus to test. It's bogus, and, and so now they say everybody's infected with COVID. No, they're not. The international banking cartels who rule the world, the international cabalists cartels who rule the world, are running the show here. And you say, "Well, there's no way that the that the international cabalists would run the world. They don't control Trump. No way. They don't have any influence on Trump at all." Okay. His daughter is a cabalist, and his son-in-law is a cabalist, and they're in the White House with him, and. They don't have any control. I mean, he's his chief advisor, Jared Kushner. You know, he's Kabbalist, Shabbat Lubavitch, given hundreds of thousands of dollars to him. They teach out of the Sohar. And, you know, they have, every year they have this Tree of Life. It's a Kabbalah Tree of Life Award. And, you know, and Donald Trump's received it from the Jewish community, the Kabbalah Tree of Life Award. And he says it's one of the most highly prized possessions and awards he's ever received. You say, well, he wouldn't. he wouldn't say that, right? Well, you know, you know, we actually had you know a few years ago. We got you know a group of people got together. They did, they did an article with him, I, and, here, and here's what here's what Trump says. <laughs> uh-huh.
0: So these awards are given to me by the Jewish community for different things, and this is the Tree of Life, which is a very big award in terms of uh, everything that I so
1: Tree to of Life. So much to me. And a lot of everything a lot of he stands for.
0: Jewish, and they will see the Tree of Life, and they'll say, "Wow, what a great."
1: Likewise right over here. So, the- so he so he has the Tree of Life Award. The Kabbalah Tree of Life Award he stands for everything he stands for, means everything to him. Okay. That's well, kind of interesting. Just thought I'd throw that at you first thing this morning on a Monday after Christmas. There you go. Uh also I uh, had a pet friend of mine had dinner with President Trump last night. Oh yeah, I got the I got the recording right here. I had dinner with him last night, I didn't say where. Probably was gonna be probably was at Mar a Lago. In fact, I'm quite sure it is because he's down there right now. My friend has a place in Palm Beach. And uh, he said he's having dinner with Trump again on Tuesday night there at Mar-a-Lago. And he told me, he just sent me an audio this morning. I, I, I mean, if the guy's wasn't nationally known, I'd play it for you. If I could disguise his voice, I'd play it for you. But I can't because this is my contact with the White House. And he basically said that uh, at dinner last night, dinner last night, Trump said he was not signing the bill. Not signing the bill last night. There were provisions in a 6,000-page bill that said basically uh, that the end that the he couldn't declare the insurrection act. So my friend said, "Well, that's not even true. That was in the NDA, NDAA act, not even in this one." And so I texted him. He said, "There was no way he was signing the bill. It made him look bad, but he wasn't signing it." And then he just he sent me that audio this morning, and I texted him back, and I said, "Dude, he just signed it. He just signed the bill." He goes, "Oh," and he goes. Well, Biden will be worse. <laughs> I'm sorry to laugh. I'm sorry to laugh. I, I know Biden's going to be worse, okay? I got that. So we're going to – when Donald Trump first got in the White House, I had a pastor friend of mine that I no longer associate with, okay, I, because the guys turned out to be a nut, weirdo, all right? And he was an author, and he was a big, huge Trump supporter. Trump, 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 Trump. And every time Trump would do something – Like, complete and total to make do some asinine thing, like put Gutlieb in with the FDA, huge vaccine pusher. Every time he put another CFR member in, which he's put him in by the dozens, every time he put some other weirdo in a position of power from Goldman Sachs or JP Morgan, my friend for two years, three years, ex friend said, Oh, well, Clinton would be worse. (laughs) We didn't vote for Clinton how long are you going to excuse, the guy is going out of office in two weeks, three weeks, he'll be gone, and we're still excusing him, and now instead of saying, Clinton would be worse, we say, Biden will be worse, hey, we all know Biden is going to be worse, we got that, he's also a giant Zionist, and a probably a supporter of Kabbalah, just like Trump is, But it doesn't make any difference. The international banking cartels are running the planet. It just is what it is. And what after after dinner last night, he probably got a phone call or late night visit or whatever from one of these representatives. Maybe it was that weirdo. Probably could be. Maybe not. Maybe not. I don't know. New Antichrist Jared Kushner, you know, saying, "Oh, by the way, you've got to sign this bill now." Oh, gosh. So he goes in and he signs it. After he just told everybody at dinner last night he wasn't going to sign it. And then my friend came back and said, well, he'll just go in and he'll just change it now. He can't do that. He has. He says, I drew red lines all over to what I want to change, and then I signed it. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry to laugh, guys, but you can't. This stuff is so bizarre now. you got to joke about it. And he, here's the problem with that. He's talking about he's got red lines all over it. Now he's going to want Congress to change it based on his red lines. So that's, that's called line out of veto. And the U.S. does not have this power. You know, years ago, back when Bill Clinton was president, he actually got that thing passed, you know, for a few weeks, a few months. And he was able to use it a few times, save a few billion dollars. i to give him that. But then the Supreme Court came back and said it was basically unconstitutional. In fact, I've got this posted on the website, history of the line out of veto. Virtually every president says Ulysses S. Grant has asked Congress for line out of veto power. President Bill Clinton actually got it but did not keep it long on April the 9th, 1996. Clinton signed the nineteen ninety-six Line out of veto act, which had been ushered through Congress by Senator Bob Dole and John McCain, both Republicans, with the support of several Democrats. On August eleventh, nineteen ninety-seven, Clinton used the line-item veto for the first time to cut three measures from the expansive spending and taxation bill, and he goes from now on it wasn't for long. Clinton used the line-item veto two more times in '97, cutting more measures, but then was challenged in the court. It went to the Supreme Court, and in a 6-3 ruling issued on June the 25th, 1998, the Court, in the case case of Clinton <laughs> versus the City of New York, upheld the district court decision overturning the 96th line out of veto. Hence, this way they can give billions of dollars to Israel in a bill for coronavirus. I don't really understand any of this, but they like to do stuff like that and just do all kinds of weird things like promoting transgender equality in different countries and basically get meddling all that because that's all Kabbalah. It's like the new Wonder Woman. You know, she's Diana, which is Princess Diana, which is the goddess Diana, which is basically all Kabbalah. It's all part of the Kabbalah when they do this kind of stuff. And, you know, with these superheroes, people need to understand that. And and the thing about it is it's so frustrating. You know, the Infinity Stones, all of that stuff is all part of the Kabbalah teaching out of the Zohar. And so they push this stuff into the media and into the news stories and into the movies so that you start thinking this stuff might be real and start understanding it, et cetera, et cetera, and you start speaking about it if it's real and it's just not something we even need to be talking about because it's not real. It's a bunch of fairy dust. And then you have Celine Delon. She has that. Remember that thing she did last year? She walked into a nursery in a hospital, and there was like the boys and the girls and the different genders. One side was blue, one side was pink. And she takes her little fairy dust, and she blows it on all the children. Also, they all turn into hermaphrodites, no longer blue, no longer pink. Fairy dust, I think I'd probably call that smart dust. And they've been spraying that on us for a long, long time. Because that's the big goal, is to have hermaphroditic place as far as the organization of the uh, world to be hermaphrodites. By the way, the Insurrection Act is not in this COVID Act. It was buried in the NDAA that Trump has supposedly not signed yet. Who knows with him, he could have signed it know, last five minutes. The citizen was actually part of the H.R. 6395, the National Defense Authorization Act, fiscal year 2019. So as of today's date, as far as we know, Donald Trump has not yet signed it. But this Insurrection Act was not in this coronavirus bill. And that's what so many of these patriots have been talking about suddenly because they kind of like make stuff up. Now, I'm going to say something to you guys because I'm a patriot. There is so much disinformation right now in the mainstream news. I'm talking. It is. I've never seen it like this before. And you've got to understand, the real news, it gets censored. It gets censored by Google. It gets censored by YouTube. It gets censored. But what they don't censor are the lies. They don't censor the lies because the lies discredit everybody. When somebody gets out there and they start saying all kinds of crap and it's not true and it goes viral and all of a sudden a week later we find out it was a complete and total lie If we reported on it or anybody else reported on it, what it does, it decreases credibility for all of the sources that have reported on it. We've had so much stuff come now from this bombing up in Nashville from this supposed RV. Oh, we had a missile strike. We had a positive, you know, directed energy weapon. We had this. We had that. We had this. We had that. It contained the servers. They were going to have the Dominion software machines, and they were going to all be seized. Stop it. Guys, stop it. We don't know what happened up in Nashville. And everybody makes this stuff up. And then what ends up happening is it gets reported like if let's for instance, that's why we're so careful what I say. They somebody reports it on a news story, this is what happened, opinion piece. All of a sudden it gets reported as real news. All of a sudden when it goes down the line, four or five different news stories, it's coming out as fact. Oh, this is what happened, blah, 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 blah. No, it's not. We don't know what happened in Nashville. No. But we got some ideas. You know, we've got some ideas of what may have happened. Oh, it's the central hub for the NSA with AT&T and all the votes. We don't know that. We don't know anything because they're not going to tell us. It's kind of like when it finally came to the Supreme Court there, you know, with Las Vegas in the state, and they finally looked at the doggone cameras of the people that walked into the room who breached in and found the man supposedly shot in the face and killed dead, and no windows were broken out, that should have made national news, right? That should have made national news. didn't make national news. Silence, crickets, crickets. Nobody talked about it. Why? Because it wasn't the narrative. So anytime they could discredit news stories that go wild and start speculating, saying all kinds of crazy stuff, what it allows them to do is pass more and more legislation against alternative news. That's what it does, guys. It allows them to go in and say, oh, you can't do this now, you can't do this now. Now, I know that there were provisions of this act that Trump said he wasn't going to sign that he did sign that was further protecting big tech, including with different types of copyright violations, including transferring and sending and sharing of memes, and all the stuff that could have protected us even more as far as free speech, that was in there. Now, here's the sad part about this is, we're in a situation now where you know, Donald Trump is not doing what he said he was going to do but then he hasn't done what he said he was going to do from the very beginning, has he? He's been reading a script and he believes that the Kabbalah Trio Life Award is one of his biggest awards and he basically stands for everything he stands for. I just let you listen to it. So why are we surprised <laughs> with a couple of weeks before the end of the election and I'm like with Austin, you know, we've committed to going up to this Washington thing. You know, We're planning on going up there. But you know, a lot of the patriots were pretty fed up with this. He shouldn't have signed this bill. He should have said, let us shut it down. Let's shut the government down, and I'm going out with a bang. And I'm going to create so much, you know, confusion and chaos and not sending anybody anything. Oh, we're going to give everybody $2,000 check. Everybody in a household up to $5,000 in a household. No, 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 no. You're getting $600. You're getting $600. That's it. That's all. They're not going to redo this to make him look better. They're not, okay? They could have taken all that pork out and given everybody a couple thousand dollars. They could have done that, but they're not going to do that. Why? Because they don't want to because, again, like I told you guys earlier, the tracks have to be greased with a thousand lily pad bases around the world, bringing in C-130 transport planes with no inspections and no customs declaration, carrying thousands of tons of Afghan heroin, every single year from the 1,000 square miles of poppy production. There we go. There I said it. And Donald Trump is neck deep in the middle of all of that, covering all of that up, doing nothing about it. Austin, what do you think? Yeah, don't forget
0: the methamphetamine as well coming out of Afghanistan. Since we've found now in the last couple of years that has become an incredibly (laughs) incredibly lucrative trade with
1: federal plants
0: plant. in Afghanistan, yeah. And so he, and here's something you got to think about this for a second. Trump has a significant amount of following still. Everybody that's awake is still irate that we had thievery done right in front of us, and nothing's been done about it. Nothing's been done at all. That, that's a very, very irritating thing to do, to watch your constitutional republic that you grew up in, that you love your country to watch it stolen right in front of you and nobody does anything. Okay, that's that that already has the patriot community pretty heated right now, including myself. Trump already got on national television and told everybody, "Hey, guess what? This is in your bill. It's full of poop. Basically, um, por- pork is glorifying it too well. Well, it, it's full of feces and maggots." We're giving billions of dollars away to all these other countries for no reason whatsoever. No reason whatsoever. Why the American populace gets $600. I mean, that that doesn't even pay most people's rent. (laughs) I mean, let's be real. And he got on there and he called out Congress. He said, dude, it needs to be $2,000. Then Pelosi even tweeted, Trump agreed $2,000. We know what he wants now. We're going to run it through. Okay? So now, if Trump didn't sign this bill, because, like, Dad just made very, very clear clarification. There's no line item veto power. If he Trump said, "Dude, get back on television. Listen, Congress has sold you out, my fellow Americans." Biden has sold you guys out and he hasn't gotten an office yet. They are refusing to add the $2,000 stimulus check and cut out the pork. I cannot in good conscience sign this right now for the American populace knowing that we're giving away almost a trillion dollars to other countries and the American populace is getting nothing. I will not do it. Uh, The last thing I'm going to do is completely and totally compromise and give our populace that level of disrespect. I will not do it. So you guys need to start rallying. You guys need to come up to D.C. You guys need to make your voices heard and let them know this is not going to cut it. You want the stimulus package in here and you want all the other pork out of it or else we're not going to sign it. He could have done that. Actually, he could have very easily done that. Actually, I'm surprised he didn't do that. But then he just tries to pretend like he's going to line item V to it. This is where we have found ourselves. So what we have to continue now is Figure out how far we're going to continue to allow the lies, all the lies, especially with COVID. I watched a video last night of Ian Fitness up there, uh, with the Atlas Gym. That's Instagram. And he was talking about bullies. He said, Everybody needs to stop acting and pretending like the more we compromise and the more we capitulate and the more we submit to these unlawful and unconstitutional orders that the. Local municipalities and governors and mayors are putting on a seals. Everybody stop acting like this is just going to go away. He said, we're going to have to take this back ourselves. He goes, if you're in school and somebody's bullying you, you're being bullied, which is what we're experiencing right now, political bullying. If you're getting bullied and somebody's picking on you, and every day they walk up behind you and smack you upside the head and take your lunch money. Every day they walk, smack you upside the head and take your lunch money. Eventually, if you go, okay, don't smack me. Here's my lunch money. Don't bother me. Do you think they're going to they're gonna stop? They're going to go, oh, gosh, he's, he's so submissive. I'm not going to pick on him anymore. No, they're going to step up another level. Then they're going to start extorting me. They're going to say, I want more than your lunch money every day you come to school, or I'm going to hit you twice in the back of the head. That's what happens all the time in school with kids and bullying. The only way you stop bullying is to stand up And sucker punch that piece of crap bully as hard as you can in the back of the head when he walks away from you and then get on top of him and mount him and beat him unconscious or the likes of similar aspects. That's the only way you stop bullying. Now, you may get in a fight and you may get your butt whooped, but I promise you the next time that bully thinks about walking up behind you and smacking you in the back of the head, he's going to go, man my nose is still cracked from that last time that kid sucker punched me. I'm you know what? I don't know if I'm really going to go there right now. I may just kind of let him be and find somebody else that's easier to pick on. That's exactly what we have going on in so many states right now. The populace has become so soft that they go, "Okay, if we just keep complying, if we just keep submitting, maybe they'll stop treating us like this." Vast majority of people know now that COVID's complete and total sham as far as the ideology behind it. You can look at, I looked at an article the other day and it said the various times the lockdowners were all wrong. It was a really good article and a couple parts of it. I'll read a couple parts of it. And it basically goes through, because the Americans have such a short memory span, it basically goes through the year long now because we're, we're coming up to the end of 2020. We heard about Wuhan, the end of, 2019 and January, January 24th, actually, Fauci came in and he dismissed the entire aspect of lockdowns coming to the United States. He said, it's something that I don't think we could possibly do in the United States. I can't imagine shutting down New York or Los Angeles. He said that January 24th, his words, not going to do it. We're not going to lock down. Then, of course, less than two months later, 43 out of 50 states were under full lockdown, a policy advocated by Fauci, of course, right? Because it was all about the COVID virus killing everybody. You know, the whole, remember, remember the projections? We're going to have 1.1 million people dead by the beginning of summer. That's it. You can't do anything about it. And, of course, U.S. government WHO officials advised against mask use February and March. The Surgeon General tweeted against masks. Fauci publicly discouraged masks. The World Health Organization on March 30 said masks need to be used in medical settings and said the general public needs to stop buying them. Of course, by mid-summer, they reversed the course and told everybody they have to wear masks at all times. Even if you're not sick, even if you're asymptomatic, it doesn't matter. You have to wear a mask all times. And, of course, Fauci's massive error in estimating the COVID fatality rate March 11th. That was the first one. He came in and testified for Congress, and he said, I guarantee you the COVID is ten times more lethal than the seasonal flu, which provided the major decision to go into lockdown. Then, of course, we had the two weeks to flatten the curve. This was the big lie. This is one of the big ones. The White House COVID Task Force promoted the line. Two weeks to flatten the curve. Society needed to buckle up for two weeks and shelter in place until the capacity could be managed. We need to make sure the hospitals are not overrun. Two weeks just to flatten the curve. Well, the two weeks came and went, and the rationale that was sold to the public shifted. Hospitals were no longer on the verge of being overwhelmed. Indeed, hospitals nationwide remained well under capacity, with only a tiny number of exceptions in the worst-hit neighborhoods in New York City. U.S. Navy hospital ship sent to relieve New York, departed a month later after serving on 182 patients. A giant pop-up hospital in city's Javis Convention sat mostly empty, but lockdowns were made in place, and the emergency orders justified them. Two weeks became a month, which became two months, which became an entire year, and we're no longer flattening the curve. And now we have more lockdowns again in various cities all over the country. And then you had Neil Ferguson, the bumbling idiot, the lead modeler and chief spokesperson for the Imperial College, London's pandemic response came in and said, listen my best case scenario is 1.1 1. 1 million deaths. 1.1 1. 1 million deaths by the summer. Completely and totally, massively pushed it. Remember Sweden came in and said we're expecting a max of 96,000 deaths. 96,000 deaths by summer. We're not going to lock down. We're going to wing it and see what happens. By summer, they had 4,600 deaths. i was it." Scientist again, in April 2nd, came up with the bizarre theory that COVID was being spread by ocean spray. You remember this, this was almost too stupid to even repeat. That's the only reason I'm bringing it up right now. It was so asinine, and you can't even begin to make up something this dumb unless you're doing it to lie, flat out. You can't even justify this type of research. When you look at the sun in the middle of the summer, the heat index, you look at the wind, you look at the microbe factor of the ocean and the salt and magnesium and all the other different minerals, they came out with their infinite wisdom and said, the coronavirus has gone down storm gutters and in the ocean. The ocean breeze kicks up the air and infects people on the beach. If you go to the beach, you're going to die from COVID because it's going to infect you. And of course, you remember, as silly as the theory sounds, you saw in Malibu, they arrested a lone paddle boarder by himself Paddleboarding out in Malibu. And, of course, they drug him into the boat, arrested him, charged him with a crime because it was for his own protection. You couldn't go paddleboarding by yourself because you're going to catch COVID and then you're going to kill other people because you're an infected individual. This is the lie they continue to tell us. And it went on and on and on throughout the summer. You guys remember the rest of it. All the way down to more lockdowns, to no lockdowns, to oh, we have to mandate masks even though they don't work. The CDC's changed their stance on it, what, three, four, five times now? They continue to change. They don't work. They do work. They don't work. Hey, you just need to wear a net gator. Just wear a net gator around your face. That'll work. That'll stop it. Guys, when are people going to start waking up? Because we're to that precipice now where we either stand up or we just lay down and get in a fetal position. I'm not a big fan of that, so I don't plan on doing it. This is the point that we're in now. It's been lie after lie after lie after lie after lie. And like Ian said so succinctly the other day, bullies don't stop picking on you and don't stop taking your stuff and don't stop locking you down because you submit more. We're not going to get our freedoms back and our rights back by sitting in our house shaking in fear and putting on a muzzle every time we walk out to walk down the sidewalk. That's not going to cut it. Now you've got budget airline Ryanair now doing a full-blown propaganda piece where they basically have this big advertisement. Book summer. Vaccines are coming. Jab and go. This is a big photo. Jab and go. I, up to 15% off. So what is that supposed to mean? Now they're now are they saying that you're going to have to basically get the jab to go fly domestically? I don't know. We already know that Qantas, the long-haul operator, they've already said that they're going to mandate vaccines, period. We saw the other ones, Singapore Airlines, said the same thing. They're going to want full-blown COVID vaccine passports to the point now that the U.K. travel agency announced it was boycotting Qantas over its no-vaccine, no-flight policy. So this is where we're headed with this entire thing. And you have U.K. journalists now who pointed out the real numbers. She's a British journalist, very sharp. She's been targeted now by all kinds of trolls. Remember remember what they said they were going to start doing over there in Europe. They were putting together a 100,000 plus individual task force that was going to stop misinformation and battle misinformation and fake news. And they said that's so what we are going to start doing. It. Well, what do you do? Well, that's a troll. That's a troll. They get online. They say stuff. The British journalist, basically Julia Harthel Brewer, said that the National Health Service own statistics pointed out that just 377 healthy people under the age 60 have died of COVID all year long. That's not a typo. There's it's no ridiculous. 0 missing. 377. That's it. And what's interesting about this, you can even look at Washington's own data, and now they're starting to see from the Freedom Foundation, Olympia-based free market think tank, went in and researched, and they said just Washington State's death count alone may be inflated as much as 20%. (laughs) 20%. They said that the numbers are completely and totally fraudulent. They said one thing that's even crazier that they found... As the broad class of ICD-9 code, which is intentional or unintentional injury, poisoning, or other adverse events, they found that there were 9,343 deaths coded ICD-9, which basically means drug overdose or traumatic accident or suicide. 9,343 of those were listed as COVIDs at the top of the main death listing, even though it had an ICD-9 code as a secondary Meaning these people died from an overdose, they died from a suicide, or they died from basically an unintentional, unintentional traumatic accident. Yet they were still listed as a COVID-19 death. Everything's been fabricated to make you believe a lie. And if you tell the lie long enough and you make it big enough, a lot of people start believing it. So we all have to ask ourselves a question in some of these states. How far are you willing to take this to bring your state's rights and freedoms back. And how far are you willing to go? So I know a lot of people are starting to open up their businesses. I've been talking to people, getting emails. A lot of people. Been, I've been trying to support them the best I can. These Small businesses, support them the best you can. I'll tell you that right now. Try to shop local. Get rid of Amazon out of your even vocabulary or search engine. Period. I don't buy anything off Amazon. A lot of people I know don't buy anything off Amazon. It was funny. I saw a meme the other day. I talked about how Jeff Bezos is Make so much money he could buy 150 lamborghinis a day and still have like 15 million dollars a day left over i mean just just total crap and i wrote in the comment section of it i said yeah i said life's easy when you're in the red losing money with your failing bookstore company and the cia gives you a no-bid contract for 600 million dollars a year to house their cia cloud servers Said, yeah, that's pretty easy. I said, oh, that's right. Also, too, when General Mad Dog Mathis gives you a no. Ten billion dollar contract in 2017. That's right. People don't even realize that Amazon's one of the largest military industrial contractors in the entire world. <laughs> a lot of people don't even realize that. It's funny because they have an entire backside that does military contracts. The vast majority of people don't even realize it. And the comment that I just made a second ago, math is this. this very, got very little coverage. We talked about it. He gave Amazon a $10 billion no-bid contract. What that means is the contract from the very beginning was designed to go to Amazon. Nobody else was allowed to bid on it. It was designed for Amazon and Amazon only. $10 billion contract. This was stopped. Supposed to be allegedly stopped back, if I'm not mistaken, in the 90s when George Bush basically started allowing these huge military contracts to be cherry-picked by a lot of the top military leaders' friends. So they would come in and say, hey, we need a 10,000-weapon contract for this. We need X amount of contracts for this. And they would go to their specific friends so they would get massive kickbacks. They stopped all that in the 2000s and made it so all these contracts had to actually be bid out. So when you see $10 billion big contracts going to Amazon, best believe Amazon is not Jeff Bezos. Bezos is just a cutout that they use so he can be the big, giant, rich millionaire, billionaire, trillionaire, whatever they're going to make him this year, this decade – Amazon is a globalist, military, industrial, complex, deep state entity. This is why they treat their workers like garbage. This is why if you talk to anybody that's worked for Amazon, most people absolutely hate it. This is why they're phasing people out and going to as many robotics as they can at Amazon. Because Amazon is poised to be the number one retail monopoly in the entire world in the very near future. Yet people shop on it all day long and don't think anything twice about it. While we watch our local jobs disappear, we watch our local jobs basically be subbed out, we watch robotics take over, we watch million square foot facilities be put up on hills in every county around the world, every county around the country. We watch air bases now be riddled with Amazon planes all day long, but yet people keep funneling the beast every single day giving half their paycheck to buy stuff from Amazon to save a couple pennies because it's more convenient instead of going to local businesses or local sellers even on eBay even on local areas and doing that. So I encourage everybody, support your local business. If you're a patriot and you want to make a difference, support companies locally and online companies that are standing up for the difference in this because it is time that America stops the bullying. This is not a country that has ever tolerated bullying. Ever under any circumstances. So why are we tolerating it now? It's fake fears—the only reason they have got us this far in this position. And it's time we put that fake fear, lock it up, and close the door on it, and say we're done. Stand your ground and make yourself heard. Now that we're not going to take
1: it anymore, Tim. You know, also what's crazy uh, is—you know—I remember years ago when I was in high school, we had this this big black kid, good friend of mine. Uh, His name was—I think it was Desmond and he was like 300 pounds and he was a big old boy he's a football player i mean gosh the guy was he was just a genetic mesomorph and i remember one day you know he was always messing around with me one day he just hit me in the back i mean he just you know i was pretty big too i've been working out for years and he came up to hit me. he hit me right in the dog on shoulder blade i mean he i mean he wasn't one of these little love paths i mean he racked me and i looked at him and i said you're gonna have to pay for that one bud it's about a Four or five hours later, he was sitting by the bus station waiting for the bus to come, and I walked behind him and I hit him as hard as I could in the back. Felt like I hit a ton of bricks. He was so doggone thick. And I hit him right under the scapula. And that boy never hit me again, ever. Now, I'm in high school. I'm not, this isn't elementary school. I mean, we're, like, I mean, I'm, we're full grown guys, all right? And, but it's still, it's something that alpha males have learned over the years. Somebody's messing with your wife. You know, you're 40 years old. You're 30 years old. You got to say something to him. you know? We're not, mess- they're not They're not messing with our wives now. They're messing with our families. They're messing with our very livelihood. They're trying to completely and totally show us that they're in control and they're taking over our country with this election. I am so deeply, deeply disappointed in Donald Trump for signing this bill. I mean, at least he could have taken a stand in the last few weeks of his presidency. He could have done that, but he didn't. So, I believe, and I'm going to say it again. I am I mean, I'm going up to D.C. with Austin. Going to go up there next weekend. But I really believe that Joe Biden's going to be put into the presidency on January the 20th, and he's going to be inaugurated. Now, I will not be watching it. I will not be doing that because, to me, it's a bunch of perverts. Another bunch of perverts. There's always a bunch of perverts in the White House, it seems, isn't it? Remember remember when George Sr., the smart bush, the guy CIA guy, he was involved with the Kennedy assassination. You also remember who his daddy was, Prescott Bush. He was a senator. And back in 1933, he tried to stage a coup at the United States of America and tried to enlist General Smedley Butler, two-time congressional medal recipient from World War I, to help him take over the country with the military. Oh, yeah, Smedley Butler blew the whistle on and went before Congress. Yeah, then Bush got nailed with the Tradings with the Enemies Act with his bank out of New York with the Nazis. Yeah, that too. So let's not pretend like this is just the first generation of this mess we've been dealing with in the White House. This has been going on for a long, long time. Remember Bush's comments about the thousand points of light? Remember that one? That was all referring to the Kabbalah tree. And then Trump said, ridiculed us. Says, what the H-E-66 does that even mean? He actually ridiculed him. And now he's coming out saying what a great guy that George H. Bush was. I mean, none of this makes any sense until you realize it from a... Spiritual standpoint and who these guys really are and what they really believe. And that's what I, t- I talked about. I talked about this in length on the show that we played for you on Christmas. So please listen to that show. By the way, remember a few months ago when Trump was boasting about how he's had three Supreme Court picks and how the Supreme Court basically he's going to control the future of the Supreme Court for decades to come because he's picked three, he's had three picks and a lot of presidents go through, you know, two terms and never get a single pick. Well, now he's basically saying, <laughs> With less than a month left in office, Trump is now lashing out at the totally quote unquote totally incompetent Supreme Court for refusing to overturn his election loss. Yeah, there you go. Now he's blaming the Supreme Court on his election loss that we know that was done through the voting machines, but yet he's not stopping the government to make people rise up against the government by not signing this bill. By the way, Schumer now is backing You know, Biden's sickening plan for transgender students and locker rooms. Senate Majority Minority Leader Chuck Schumer has officially come out in support of a presumptive President elect Joe Biden's radical transgender agenda. I bring this up because of the hermaphroditic issue with the Kabbalists. Over the course of his campaign, Biden has announced a series of far left positions on transgender issues, including the inclusion of biological men in female spaces during a news briefing December the 1st Schumer said he agrees with Biden's plan to give transgender students in federally funded schools like Florida State University where I went access to both sports bathrooms and locker rooms in accordance with their gender identity Joe Biden said on his first day of office he will give transgender students access to sports bathrooms and locker rooms in accordance with their gender identity first day in office now you know here's the deal Okay, I'm just going to be just blunt here If you're a heathen, and you're a guy, and you want to go to the girls' locker room and take a shower with the girls, all you got to do is say, today I'm identifying as a woman, I'm now going into the girls' locker room and going to take showers with girls. Yeah, it's about that simple now, going to be under Biden. And if you're a girl, and now you want to go take showers with guys, all you've got to do is say, that day, oh, by the way, I am now identifying as a guy. Yeah, this is going to get some, this is going to go so weird it's going to be unbelievable. Remember that movie Starship Troopers? You guys, if you haven't watched it, I'm not suggesting it's kind of a yuck movie anyhow, but it's rated R. There's a shower scene with these military personnel are all in the shower together, men and women. Yeah, that doesn't really work real well in the real world. Just thought I'd mention that to you, unless you got, well, I'm not going to go there. But the point is, it's just one of those things that they're trying to push now because of the hermaphroditic issues that they're doing. So this is the underlying thing that they're doing. And when the hermaphroditic injury doesn't work, you've always got one other thing you can always do. You've got to pull this one up because this is, the, this, is, this is the Trump card. This is the card that basically beats everything. The Washington Post says now, denying the election results is like denying the Holocaust. This, I mean, I, I can't even make this stuff up. In a Washington Post editorial published Wednesday, authors Deborah Lipstadt and Norman Eisen argue for the radical comparison of challenging the recent election results with denying that a Nazi Holocaust ever occurred. The essay titled, Denying the Holocaust Threatens Democracy, So Does Denying the Election Results. What's up with these guys? Whenever they don't get their way, or somebody says something to them, they drag the Holocaust into it. They drag the Holocaust into it. Now, they're saying that it's all recorded history, it's all been proven, etc., etc. Well, you know, here let me say something to you. I'm going to be very blunt about this. I have no idea how many people died in the Holocaust. I don't. I've read the accounts. They vary. I know that a lot of people in these slave labor camps died of starvation because they weren't weren't getting food the last three or four months of the war because Germany was starving. They weren't getting food. Their troops weren't getting food. And that the Allies bombed the railways and the bridges and the roads leading to the concentration camps for the delivery of food. I know that. And you you let a person go for three or four months without food at a slave labor camp, they're going to get skinny really fast, you know, if they don't die. I know that. And I also know, according to Steven Spielberg, there were about 4.5 million Jews still alive in concentration camps at the end of World War II. Well, hence is the question. Here's the rub. If Hitler's goal was genocide, to kill all of the Jews, why wasn't one of his last executive orders or dictatorial orders to turn off the water to the concentration camps and let everybody die within three to four days and kill the remaining 4.5 million Jews in the concentration camps. Steven Spielberg said this when he accepted the Oscar for Schindler's List, that this was dedicated to the 4.5 million Jews still alive in the concentration camps at the end of World War II. I've always asked myself that question. Why were there that many Jews left alive if the goal was to kill all the Jews? doesn't make any sense to me. To this day, it doesn't make any sense. Now, I'm not saying that what the Nazis did to the Jews was right. It was horrible. I'm not saying what the Nazis did to the Christians who opposed Hitler or anybody who opposed Hitler was right because it was horrible. But what I am asking is this. Why in the world denying an election result is equivalent to the Holocaust? I don't understand any of this. And so it it always burdens me mentally when every single thing comes back to the common denominator. I mean, World War II has become a footnote to the Holocaust yeah more stuff is taught in high schools now about the holocaust than is taught about world war ii or even our own civil war so it always seems odd to me that this is the way it really is by the way the uh hardcore lesbian uh probably kabbalist attorney who absolutely hates christmas and adopted a little boy who uh, well, I'm not going to say anything about it. the little boy. I feel bad for him, who basically every time somebody said Merry Christmas, this woman went insane. She now wants to disbar Sidney Powell and other pro-Trump attorneys. Michigan is moving to disbar Sidney Powell and other pro-Trump attorneys for their work exposing credible accusations of voter fraud. This is the Michigan Attorney General. So this isn't some putz who's doing this. This is Dana Nessel. She's Jewish. She hates Christians. She hates. Jesus, she hates Christmas, and now she hates Trump's attorneys. She says she is pursuing sanctions and even disbarment against Sidney Powell and other pro-Trump attorneys who she says wasted the court's time with baseless allegations of fraud in the 2020 presidential election. Well, we'll newsflash to you, Ms. Nestle, you know, we have a system that's designed through the courts that's designed to basically bring grievances to the court, and it's not a waste of time. There have been enough. There's been enough evidence, enough signed affidavits of voter and election irregularities and fraud, that somebody to take a look at it. Nestle, before being elected attorney general, worked as the LGBT rights attorney. So that sanctions against Powell and others who brought allegations of massive election tampering and fraud in Michigan's courtrooms did not go far enough, and claims that pro-Trump attorneys have violated their constitutional oath and should be permanently banned from practicing law in her state. Well, I'm not going to go any further with this lady because I really, really dislike her and I don't want to give her any more news time. But the point is is that, you know, here we are again dealing with these clowns. You know, Now they want to basically ban everybody, you know, and get rid of them as attorneys in the event that they're actually questioning the hemaphroditic agenda, which basically goes back to the Kabbalist agenda, which goes back to the taking over the Supreme Court agenda, the taking over of Congress, with all of the dual citizens we have and all of the other mess. In the meantime, Israel, according to Zero Heads here, is pounding Gaza again overnight and separately launching Christmas Eve strikes on Syria. Yeah, it's, just, it's really nice to have Christmas Eve strikes on your country when you're trying to celebrate Christmas. I really don't know what to say you're sitting around the Christmas tree with a few of the little presents you've been able to put together since you've been under sanctions for years and bombings for years and then Israel decides to pound Gaza overnight and Separately, launched Christmas Eve strikes on Syria. Overnight, Israeli jets pounded targets in Gaza in response to what the Israeli Defense Forces said with the Palestinians' mil- militant rocket fire into the south of the country, Hamas will bear the consequences of all terror emanating from Gaza. The Israeli Defense Forces announced in a tweet in which in a tweet in which it said Israeli aircraft had struck a series of Hamas military facilities, including a rocket manufacturing location, according to the. Palestinians and also a children's hospital. Now, whether that's true or not, I don't know. I wasn't there. I mean, this is this is crazy. The Palestinian side is disputing that Israeli hit merely Hamas military outposts and weapons facility, claiming said that a children's hospital was among the places to suffer severe damage in Gaza, according to the official Palestinian news agency. Israeli warplanes fired a series of missions on Saturday in the eastern, northwestern, and central parts of the Gaza Strip. Including open farmland wounding six-year-old children. I'm not. You can read it yourself. I mean, it's unbelievable. And you know, and why this is okay with the civilized world, I don't know. I really don't know. You know, this is like the neighbor who comes in and says, "I'm moving the fence boundary over here, you know, 20 feet because I like your property better than mine. And uh, if you try to resist me from doing this, I'm going to beat you and leave you for dead." You're like but I don't want you to take my property. And so then you get beaten and left for dead. You wake up in the hospital, and they come over, and they say, we want another 20 feet of your property. If you resist us, we're going to beat you and leave you for dead. And so finally you have a couple of firecrackers you throw over in their yard, and they come over and they beat you and leave you for dead again. And they keep taking more and more and more of your land until now you say, I don't know what to do. My land has been taken. You know, we owned the land for a thousand years, and now we don't own it anymore because somebody decided they were going to come take it away from us. Say, well, yeah, you're being too simplistic. All right, you guys figure it out your best way as far as how you can see what they're doing over there with Gaza. By the way, a Boston doctor, an interesting story, has uh, had some issues because he said he almost had to be intubated after suffering severe allergic reaction from the Moderna COVID vaccine. In other words, he almost died. And so we're seeing more and more out of the thousands of cases that we've seen around the country including a nurse who basically came in and said that she's now has Bell's palsy from basically receiving the COVID shop shot. And so we're seeing more and more problems associated with this shot. And Oh, by the way, a student, this is another interesting one. This is a, it really bothers me. This is a, uh, I taught her a lesson. I don't really report on this, but I'm just going to say this. There was, there was a 15 year old girl and she was basically posting some stuff on social media. This is a warning to you young kids listening to the show and she used a racist slur. She's 15 years old. She's being a brat. Most 15 year olds are brat. Well, this, and she, she used the N word as what she did, which is a terrible word. But, then, they, they, she, but it goes, but she did, apparently all the kids like to use that word now because it's in all the rap songs. And see, this other black kid basically didn't like her doing that. He goes, I taught her a lesson. Black high school student insists he doesn't regret getting the white classmate, who's now 18, kicked out of her dream school. In college, by sharing a video of her using a racist slur when she was 15. University of Tennessee threw her out. Threw her out. She was on She was on the cheerleading squad. Threw her out, didn't let her start taking classes because of a racist blurb that she had put out when she was 15 years old. Guys, when are we going to say no more to this? When will poli- political correctness go the way of the dodo bird? Why are we putting up with this nonsense? And all of you guys who are part of the Tennessee... Alumni, you need to call that school up and put a stop to this. I love you guys. We have to pray for you this morning. Also, go ahead and finish up, and I'll talk to you guys tomorrow.
0: Absolutely. And this is
1: a side effect of the insane
0: leftist cancel culture, what they refer to it as, where pretty much – anything you don't like or anything that you don't agree with, you pretty much vow it all has to stop. Now I don't mean actually making a stand for certain things about your values. I mean anything even arbitrary minute things they want to go around and erase them. Not, okay I'm a libertarian. You want to do it? You do it. I'm not going to be involved in it. I'm not going to support it. I encourage everybody else to support it. They try to actively go out of their way to ruin individuals' Areas, statues, anything, by saying, no, I don't like it, so it has to go. No legitimate backing, no facts, no research, no arguable stance. Just, I don't like it, it's gone. It's like the thing, but Aunt Jemima, oh, we're going to cancel that. I mean, it's just stupid stuff. This is where it's headed, where they, people go in now and are trying to do everything they can to ruin other people for simple infractions or these things that happened years ago. Also, too, in other news, this is great from New York. It happened right before Christmas. Western New York gym owner, Robbie DeNaro, in the form of a preliminary injunction from a state judge, now allows him to reopen his gym at full capacity. The oral ruling Wednesday by the state Supreme Court Judge Paul B. Wajizak said the state's order closing gyms was arbitrary and capricious. The De Niro's Athletes Unleashed Gym located in the Buffalo suburb of Orchard Park will now be able to open at 100% capacity with no restrictions. They said, will it supply to other gyms? That's something you have to discuss with your legal advisors, but it's a very strong precedent for future. Everybody has to start standing up now. This is a, even more of a green light. If you got a business, open it up. This is nonsense. The two weeks to flatten the curve, we gave them that. The lockdown, we gave them the first one. Guys, that was back in March now. Where are we at today? How long will we continue to allow this lie to be pushed? Thank you again for the support of Health Masters. Thank you for supporting your local businesses. If you need anything, we're here. Back open again. We'll be open all week. I don't take off for New Year's Day just my opinion, I'm not one that likes to take off work on the first day of the year I think it sets the precedent for the rest of the year show up to work, be on time do your job, make money and help other people out that's the way to go, continue to keep your business open my friends Thank you again for the support. Healthmasters.com. If you need anything, be sure to check out the website. We have lots of different specials going on as always. So be sure to check those out, including the ultimate multiple capsules and the ultimate multiple powder. Still on sale for the rest of the year. Over the next couple days. That'll be going on till the end of December. And then of course the product of the week, the ultimate multiple capsules. And be sure to vote for what you want to see when this Wednesday on that same product of the week. Thank you again, my friends. Have a blessed, safe, awesome night. Stay awake. Stay alert. Take the mask off. Be American. I'll talk to you again tomorrow as always.